Oh, hello, 2023, and welcome back to the Animation Industry Podcast. Now, I was crunching some numbers from last year, and overall, I published 46 episodes, which amassed a crazy 275,603 listens, to be exact, which I think is uh, quite insane. So, welcome back. Uh, My name is Terry, if you don't know. And I've been running this podcast for, this is the fifth year now, and I have no clue when I'm going to stop. So uh, get ready for more episodes. Hi. Today's chat is with Robert Jonathan Queers, who is a multidisciplinary artist and filmmaker from the Netherlands. And we are going to chat all about his 2D animated film, It's Nice in Here, which was recently shortlisted for the Oscars. Now, Jonathan is gonna share how he got funding, put together a team from scratch for the first time right out of school, and what the entire process of making an independent animated short film, Oscar nominated, mind you, looks like. So without further ado, let's jump in. Hello, Jonathan. How's it going over in the Netherlands right now? <laughs> it's going well. It's going well. Yeah, yeah. It's eleven yeah. p.m., but uh, I'm uh, I'm still fresh. Yeah. Is it? It's super cold here in Toronto right now. We have snow, and it's. I just came in from walking my dog, and he. I had to pick him up and and carry yeah. him home because he wouldn't walk. Do is it like that there too right now? Yeah, it's it's freezing over here as well. Oh, yeah. No. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get you. Now. We'll get you going to bed soon. Don't worry. But thanks, <laughs> thanks for joining me so late. I'm, I'm always impressed that, you know, the types and people I talk to all around the world, it's amazing how kind of connected this community is. So let's let's chat about your film. It's nice yeah. in here. I'm wondering, you know, for people who haven't seen it, doing the festival circuit, whatnot, can you give me kind of a short synopsis of what it's about? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's nice and there's a short film about um a young boy, a young, sensitive black boy named named Crimson. And we look at his life through two different perspectives, that of his best friend um, and that of the police officer who uh, who shot him. So it is all centered around this really tragic police shooting. And we are trying to explore how stories get told of, about people who are no longer there to tell them themselves. Um, so it's a very fragmented sort of like portrait of this boy in a very impressionistic way. Yeah. Yeah. And like the, the film itself is very powerful in how you uh, tell the story from multiple sides, including the police officer as well, yeah. who, who um, you know, is kind of not feeling fitting in with his yeah. his uh, team and whatnot. And then does this. I'm wondering, where did, where did this idea come from? Um, yeah. Um, so in 2016, I was um, I was graduating. I, I, I was studying animation in Rotterdam. And um, in my final year, I had to think about what do I want to graduate with? And uh, the the opportunities were endless, basically. So I, I was trying to look for a sense of direction. And I'd always made very personal work. Um, but I realized looking back at all of the characters that I was designing and all of the people that I was drawing, that I ne- was never really drawing people that looked like me. They were always like, I don't know, inspired by like the people that uh, or, or or sort of like the drawings that I was seeing online or the people that around me in, in the Netherlands that I grew up with. But um, looking at sort of like my own blackness and my own cultural identity, I never I never drawn people that sort of like had hair like me or had like the same complexion. So I, I wanted to focus on that. So I started just, yeah, drawing uh, black people and um, started also unpacking my own blackness in a sense. Uh, and um, that, I, I yeah, I, I started traveling and I started like also talking to other black people about how they see themselves. And it was a really 
meaningful, beautiful few months. Um, and at the same time, I was also hearing all of these police incidents and shootings in, in specifically from the United States happening at the same time. And there was like specifically this one shooting of a man named Flana Castile who, um, who was shot in his car and his girlfriend was like sitting next to him, live streaming everything. And I was watching it. And there was so much unfolding at once, you know, like you could hear their daughter in the in the back seat, sort of like trying to console uh, her mother. But also you could also hear the police officer panicking outside of the car. And all of these things happen at the same time. And for me, it was like this moment where I had never seen a police officer panicking. And I, I, I was thought like, okay, police officer shoots a person and then uh, is, is sort of like, I don't know. I imagined them being like cold-blooded killers, but seeing that panic, it was like the first time I saw that. So um, seeing these multiple narratives of the same incident uh, um, come out of that was sort of like the, yeah, the catalyst for It's Nice in Here. Yeah. Well, okay. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> that's an answer. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's amazing. Thank you. I'm, I'm wondering if we can dial it back a bit. I'm just wondering, you know, um, you said you kind of reached a moment where you started to realize that everything you were drawing in animation didn't really connect with who you were, um, I guess, physically and as a person. Yeah. Why did you get into animation in the first place? What compelled you to uh, go to school for animation? Uh, yeah, so I, I grew up in the north of the Netherlands, which is like very rural and, and um, yeah, think farmland, uh, <laughs> the Netherlands, you know. <laughs> Um, and, uh, there's not a lot of like opportunities for, for young people to, I don't know, uh, explore what filmmaking looks like or what animation looks like. Um, and I had always wanted to become a director of live action films. Um, and in the Netherlands, I thought there was only like one school to go to, which is called the film Academy. It's very like official. <laughs> um, and I went there when I was like 19, um, but that was probably way too young uh to to, to get uh, accepted there i think they asked me like a question like um uh think of like a moment in your life that was very meaningful when i was like 19 years old and i had never experienced anything you know <laughs> like <laughs> i i'd grown up in in like a very small town so uh yeah that was already like a, a mode where i realized like okay maybe i need a little bit more experience um but i was also like a, a pretty like shy kid and, and and quite um nervous around a lot of people so I was also like, can I really like be on a set and direct people and work with actors and stuff like that? Am I really equipped to do that? And then um, when I didn't get selected there, I, I had this big crisis in my life where I was like, what am I going to do now? Um, and then that's when I started drawing a lot. And that's when I started um, also animating for the first time in Flash and, and making these really crappy animations, like really bad ones. Um and I started getting better at it and I started like doing frame by frame animation. And um, that's when I also realized like, hey, with animation, I can actually just make whatever story I want to make without yeah. having to direct people or having to be on the set. I can literally, if I can draw it, I can, I can tell any story I want to tell. So growing up like small town farmland, you wanted to tell stories and saw like directing as a way to do that. But then when you didn't get accepted, you had a little bit of a maybe a crisis it sounds like totally and yes. then you yeah. you're like how can i still tell stories and you started drawing them i guess does that make yeah. sense yeah yeah wow sure. and then so like you really fell into animation because of like storytelling essentially yes. like because i'm wondering like you know how big is the animation industry in the netherlands like compared to like north america or the uk or whatnot 
like yeah. i'm assuming it's not huge <laughs> it's not huge no 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 uh there's there's a couple of like studios that are making really excellent work um and there's a, a couple of like independent filmmakers that i know like animators yeah um but it's still a very small like everyone knows each other you know like you can count on one or on two hands like the studios and and it's, right. it's still very very small yeah so you so then you went to animation school still with the same goal of telling stories just through animation in that sense because one of yeah. one of the questions i wanted to ask was why did you choose animation to tell this story but maybe i'll ask that later okay so you're in animation school you're telling yeah. stories and then you have a moment where you like can you describe to me that moment where you kind of like looked at your work and didn't feel like it reflected what you yeah yeah so um i think in my first year at, at the academy when i was when i was studying there um I I thought I had to be like the best animator. I I, I got every accepted. first year. Does. <laughs> yes. and I was like, okay, I'm gonna like study the the animation survival kit, and I'm gonna I'm gonna um animate. I'm, I'm like this is going to be my life. You know, I like animation, and I'm gonna be the, the best animator. And in the second year, I I was sort of like reminded again of like why I wanted to do animation in the first place, which was telling stories. Um, yeah. uh, as opposed to simply focusing on the craft and simply focusing on getting every movement right um so i started making more personal work about me and about um about yeah my memories that i had um and it was also the first time that i started experimenting more with like i guess the medium and and the technique so um in the first year i did all 2d work all like uh like still in flash or in, in other programs um but in the second year i was also combining that with like live action. I was doing some pixel art. I was doing some 3D, some stop motion um, to tell personal stories. Um, and then in my third year at the Academy, I, um, yeah, that's that's when I started wondering. I was, that's when I started analyzing my work. I, I think yeah. because every, at the end of every year, we're also like forced to look at what we've done that year and reflect on that. And that's when I started realizing, like, hey, all my characters are <laughs> like white blonde people. Um, and uh, how do I change this? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So you 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 wanted to be the best, then you experimented, and then you kind of reflected. It sounds like. So like, did your goals like with your storytelling and animation change when you realized that? Did you have like a a moment where you're like, now I need to tell different types of stories? If you were telling stories before, just with not characters that reflected who you were, then. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming there was there's some kind of change that happened. Yeah. 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 Um I think um yeah, in, in terms of um it I think it became easier to tell stories or it became huh. it became like um I could look at the people I could look at my own life and I could look at the people around me and and base my stories off of experience that I that I had as opposed to what I saw on television or what I saw around me, you know, like, so things became, it felt, it feels like my stories have become more authentic once I started realizing like, Hey, let's keep the stories like close to me and, and close to the people around me. Did you yeah. see when that, when that shift happened and you were producing work with that new shift, did you see different response to your work from people you were showing your work to? For sure. Yeah. 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 So I, I mean, so I moved from like this little town to Rotterdam and that was also like a really big shift, you know, like 
in Rotterdam, I saw so many people that look like me and it was also like such a refreshing thing. But having these people then also look at your work and engage with your work and talk about your work and connect with your work, I think that's like the most meaningful yeah. thing, you know? Yeah. So like before they weren't engaging in the same way, I guess. I'm just, or, I'm just like, yeah. it just sounds amazing to me that you connected more with yourself and you produced, like you said, more authentic stories that felt true to you. And, and you got like a greater response from people who are watching your work too. I think that's amazing. So, okay. So fast forward a bit, you're, you finished school. How, yeah. how do you go from like, I'm, hi, I'm fresh out of school. I'm going to produce <laughs> a, you know, Academy award uh, <laughs> nominated film in right. my, like, is my first thing. Like, how, like, you know, you've got budget, you have a full team, you have voice yeah. actors who are amazing. You have like an art director you found, like all yeah. this, like, how did, how does that happen? <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess that's like the, the luxury or the privilege of living in the Netherlands. We have like, uh, something called the film fund, um, mm. which, uh, which yeah, like, like it sounds, it funds films. <laughs> so, um, they, they have every, what, what they do every year is that they, uh, they look at, um, graduation graduation films like thesis films um, or you can send it in you can submit your thesis film and every single year two animated short films or graduation films get selected um, and this is often these are yeah these are often films by people by young directors or first-time directors that have uh, a very specific voice or have something to tell or do something different in terms of storytelling or narrative or or, or visuals um, and um, I submitted my uh, my thesis film and I won. Uh, so that was really great. Uh, <laughs> and, and basically what it means is that you get 50,000 euros um, okay. to um, make whatever you want to make, like a, or a short animated film, a new short animated film. Um, uh, but the theme, story, all of it, it's like completely up to the maker so they're not telling you what to make or what you can't make so that was it's it's a lot of freedom and and for me like fifty thousand was like it felt like a million yeah. <laughs> like a million bucks and i was like whoa i can do anything now um so that was uh yeah that was a really amazing experience so you you get fifty thousand dollars in your bank account and then what <laughs> yeah um then uh like partying no uh it was looking for looking for a producer first um or actually like the producer found me because it's it's also nice for a producer because they don't have to go through the whole process of, um, you know, like uh, submitting their ideas to the film fund or stuff like that. The money is already there. Right. So, right. Um, yeah, it was trying to look for a producer, even as a as a recently graduated student, I was also had to think about what does a producer do? Like I had never worked with a producer before. So all of it was new. Having this money was new being able to work with a team was new. Um, so um, the good thing is that I already knew what kind of story I wanted to tell because I wanted to, yeah, this was my entire final year of the Academy was like focusing on blackness and, and, and seeing what was happening and trying to already like imagine the film in my head. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah the, the money came, came in handy, yeah. So, so your producer's like, hello, you have $50,000 and I'm going to split it up for you. How is, <laughs> how yeah. is that experience? Like, you know, you just kind of put full trust in this person and say like, you know what you're doing, let's figure this out together. And then you start hiring a team. Like, yeah, uh, basically. Yeah. It's, it's, 
it was a little bit of shopping first for producers you know like uh i i had a handful of producers that were that were that was interested in working with me so how did you how did you pick one did you interview them did you like look at their track record and just like say like what does it look like like i don't know (laughs) all of the above yes um I yeah I, I looked at their work I looked at their their track record I had coffee with them I had a conversation with them and um yeah it's 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 a lot a lot of it is like vibes you know it's like how do you of course, of that course. Person? how uh, exciting was it to be like I'm freshly graduated I have this money and then go to coffee with like somebody who's like actively trying to like work with you did it did it feel yeah. how did that feel <laughs> um very exciting but yeah. also strange you know like it's like they're interviewing you, but you're also interviewing them at the same time. So we're both at that at that right, right, right. level. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, okay. So then you, like, did you pick the whole team, like the art director and the voice actors and everything? Or like, does the producer have connections? Like, how does, how, like, did you hire like your, your fellow classmates? Like, did you go on Instagram and like find cool people that you liked and just be like, hey, do you have a, like, how, how did, how did all of that happen? Yeah. Yeah, so I I work with a lot of my old classmates that were also recently graduated looking yeah. for work, you know. Right. Um, <laughs> so I was like, well, I'm, I happen to be working on a project, um, and um, the first person that I found was my art director because it's so incredibly important to have that be like yeah. a strong connection. Why, you know, like, why didn't you want to be the art director? Just curious. You know, you you like you said you were yeah. designing your own characters and you were an animator and you wanted to be the best animator and like mm-hmm. yeah um i think i i was very used to doing everything by myself uh mm-hmm. which is also the reason i got into animation because i i wanted to have that control over narrative and over design and over movement um but i thought to myself like with this money which i which is like a blessing really that i have um being able to work with other people and having that experience is something that i really want to have um yeah. so instead of like wanting to do everything myself again and and just paying myself the 50,000 I I thought of like um I want to surround myself with people that are better at things than I am and learn from the experience of working together so um yeah the art director was just like a very uh it was yeah it, it was someone I I was very close uh close to uh, we were really good friends but also she was incredibly talented so together we were talking about okay what can we mean for each other and uh yeah she was the right fit nice and then you also wrote the script too is that correct yeah yeah because because like the script is amazing like just the storytelling and how everything like plays together and kind of like the like the mystical theme of like the afterlife and stuff that plays into this like have you had writing credits before or just like I'm a great writer (laughs) automatically like what happened Uh, there um well I I always liked writing I think that was like the yeah sort of like when I was still living in like the north of the Netherlands I was storytelling was like the thing that was moving me so writing the script was like something that I was actually really looking forward to as well I I think very much in in images and then I try to like transform those into words and um find a good tone of voice I think is also really important you know like you like you know which what story you want to tell but then you have to think how do I want to tell it and yeah. to me that's a really interesting challenge I mean it sounds like it sounds like you have a lot of confidence in in like pushing kind of the writing and storytelling forward so 
I'm, I'm yeah. just I'm just impressed. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah, I would say like more so than animation. I think even. that's crazy. Yeah. You're like my next project. I'm just writing it. Somebody else. Can. Did you do any of the animation actually? I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. All right. You you animated still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. So like when you're producing this film and you have the money and you and I'm like I'm assuming everybody kind of worked on this part time between other projects because like yeah you know fifty thousand isn't your credits are huge so it's not enough to support everybody. Was it difficult to like project manage this? Like, you know, it's it's not like a two minute short film. Was yeah. it difficult to project manage this thing and like have it all come together and and the style is beautiful all the way through and like the attention to detail and like all this stuff? Like, how did um, how did you uh, make the best use of everything? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it was it was incredibly difficult. I think the film also just like it doubled in size you know <laughs> like I think it started off with because when you get the 50,000 they say like we want you to make a film between three minutes and six minutes and I I convinced myself that I could tell this story in six minutes but then when I was writing it it became like nine minutes and then I made the the storyboard and the animatic and it became 11 minutes and then now it's like yeah 15 minutes so it became like <laughs> um more like bigger and, and more expansive over time but um yeah no budget wise I Again, it was like the first time that I was like that I was doing this. So I, I, I had to learn a lot about like um first of all, who do I approach, but also what what do I need them for? How do we divide all of this and how do we yeah, manage it all? Um so a lot of it was like trial and error of like seeing what works and what doesn't work. Um, um knowing how other people like working as well. How do we communicate? How do we um how do we all work together you know like um yeah because the team I think we started off with like um with a pretty small team but over time we just realized like we really need more people yeah nice I'm wondering you know what was your kind of goal because I'm assuming you're like running off with a like a what is the expression like a chicken without a head or something <laughs> during yeah during this experience so like what was your overall goal of of uh the film like obviously you know it's met a lot of success and connected with people around the world etc so as as you were going through this experience, what was that driving force keeping you on the right track the whole time? Yeah, I think um, I think as we were making the film, we we constantly had like these reminders, like by watching the news, you know, like turning mm. on the television and 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 seeing um, that the thing that we were making the film about was still happening in in real life. You know, like we had so many other unfortunate like police shootings happen and um i think that was for us at least or, or at least for me that was like the, the the motivation to also uh feel the urgency behind the story and, and want to keep telling it um but for me it was also about just like on a, on a more personal level like there's a, there's a part in the film there's a scene in the film where um uh, the girl mentions like our skin and then we see all these different shades of of black skin to me, that was like, I think the most important part of like, for me, be that blackness becoming like a norm for me and becoming like the default and being like, this is the story that I'm telling for myself, but also the people that look like me. Wow. Have you, um, I'm just wondering, you know, since the film has come out and it's gone to the festivals and everything, what is, what is the response you've gotten from producing something that you, you know, you're, year it's like a especially well i'm not in the u.s but especially in the u.s it's like a big topic all the time yeah, yeah yeah um but i think it's interesting that you uh you know you produce something that can connect not only 
with issues in the US, but around the world, what has been the response to watching your film? Yeah. Um, so I was in I was in Los Angeles like last week um, and to screen the film. And it was the yeah. first time that I was uh, that I was there during a during a, an American screening. So I was very I was I was I was quite um, yeah nervous to, to kind of like see like how is it going to how are people going to respond to this film? Um, and it was a really lovely reception. And um, and it seems like it really resonated with people. Yeah. So I was very glad about that. Um, but I mean, yeah, the film went in, in, in premiere in Cannes. Um, I was also like, how do people dare <laughs> respond to the film? Um, and it had a similar reaction. You know, it, it was like the same. I, I had like people come up to me afterwards and, and talk about their experience with police officers in France or uh, in Belgium. And um, so it was like it, even though the film optically and aesthetically is very inspired by like uh, a version of America, I feel like um, people globally connect to it. To the to yeah. the characters and to the story. So, like overall, what, what is the? I mean, what, what do you hope people get out of watching the film? Then, I guess. Yeah, um, I think um, we we present the film very much as like a a uh, the viewer becoming like part of a jury, and there's like two witness, uh, wit yeah, testimonies by by these witnesses, and um, we as as a viewer. I'm more interested in like asking questions of like what do you think happened or as opposed to like um yeah explaining things or giving answers yeah. um and the film is sort of like if you if you look at it it's there's all these small moments like sprinkled throughout the entire film like these really short one second shots that uh could be a possible yeah could could be the possible answer to sort of like have you think about what could have actually happened um but we're never very explicit about that um, but at the end of the whole film, I think also it becomes a very like false dichotomy, you know, of like it 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 doesn't it's no longer about like choosing sides of who is wrong or who is right. But at the end of the day, there's this reminder of like, hey, at the end of the day, a kid still was shot and 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 was killed. So um yeah, how how productive is this conversation about the truth or 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 the non non-truth and and talking more about like hey let's let's talk about the thing at hand yeah i like how you I, like once you said it was like a jury like i looking back my experience in the film i didn't i didn't make that connection but it totally makes sense of how you mm -hmm. presented like the storylines and everything and kind of the the like quote unquote evidence as well sprinkled throughout too so i think you did a a really good job and like it really makes you think and it's a very emotionally driven film as well which i think is really hard to do so i i you know i commend you for that um i'm wondering you know now that you've finished this film and it's gone on and uh you know what what are you working on now are you doing more directing are you yeah um yeah well i, I needed a break after <laughs> because yeah, i was like I burnt out uh, i think we spent like three years working like in production uh, on this film and right. it was yeah it was um very very exhausting and very tiring also just because it's a heavy film and and you know like you wake up thinking about it and you go to bed thinking about it um about just like these really traumatic images wow, for three uh, years that's crazy yeah 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 so what were you um, also doing during were you just working on the film full-time for these three years yourself uh it started off like that but then i uh i i also started teaching uh 
at uh in Rotterdam where I was studying so um that was nice so I could combine the, the two um so but most of the time yeah I was I was always uh in my head I was always like working on the film yeah 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 did you have yeah. a huge sense of release once it was like the, the credits rolled yes for <laughs> sure yeah that's like the best feeling yeah um I mean it, it took a while I think for us to um for us to like be able to sit back and, and sort of sort of like let 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 the film wash over us you know but uh um yeah I, I don't know seeing the first edit of the film and seeing how it all works also together with the music and the sound design and the voiceovers. I don't know. It, it's like a really, yeah, it's, it's an indescribable feeling really. Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 sorry, what are you doing? What are you doing now? Um. Yeah. Now I, I am in the process of, I want to work on a documentary. Um. So I did a lot of like uh, research for this film. Um. I traveled to the United States and I also went to uh, parts of West Africa and to the Caribbean where I was born to explore what blackness meant to other people and in turn what it also means to me. I talked to a lot of people. I gathered a lot of footage and and I did a lot of interviews. Um, and as I was working on It's Nice in Air, I, uh, I dropped my hard disk uh, on the floor and I lost a lot of footage. Oh, um, no. Oh, yeah, no. it's so... Yeah, backing up is like the, yeah. Uh, please back up your files. Uh, do that. <laughs> like keep doing that. Um, I I didn't do that, so I lost a lot of footage. And um, I kind of want to now make a an experimental sort of film, um, a fragmented film about what that loss means, and and uh, mm. make a film with with those holes and try to fill them up with animation and archival footage oh wow i like when i work on a film i have such a strong idea i don't waver at all but it sounds like you're more about like just figuring out what the experience is going to be and then yeah making something from that yeah. yeah if i lost my footage i'd be like i'm done cancel <laughs> i'm done no more yes. i'm done no and movie like, yeah the movie let's over. use this <laughs> yeah. uh well, it took me a while to get to that point <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah in the I'm beginning sure. i was also like oh no uh, you went through the um, seven stages of grief or whatever <laughs> yes, yes for sure yeah um, but I think I think I really like an intuitive approach. Um, mm. So I started off with like live action filmmaking. So editing for me is like such an, a natural process. And in animation, it's sort of like it's it, it works the opposite, right? Like you edit in 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 the animatic, and you want every choice to be made before you start animating in a production phase. Um, and to me, that it it feels a bit um, counterintuitive to my process hmm. so also for um for this film for it's nice and air we also um we had the film and we had like the whole structure and we uh storyboarded everything that was in the script um but to me it felt a bit static so at the end i called my producer and i asked him very kindly like um can we add more shots to this film um, and I was expecting him to say no, but he surprisingly said, yeah, go ahead. So um, what I... if he said no, you'd be like, sorry, we're doing it anyways. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably. <laughs> you um, saw that. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so I, I went to all of my animators and I just said like, hey, if you have an idea for a shot, anything, um, just make a quick thumbnail of it. Just make a quick drawing, show it to me. And um if I if I like it, if I think it could fit somewhere, then just make a quick like animation test of it. 
So at the end, I had all of these small animation tests of like a shot of a butterfly against the window or like a a, a shopping cart on fire or stuff like that. Um, And I had actual footage to edit with and for it to still feel very fragmented and, and intuitive. Wow, that's that's really cool that you it's also like your film is a little bit of a collective experience of other people experiencing what you wanted to show them and them reflecting back what extra could be added. I think that's that's really cool. I haven't really heard too much of people doing that before. So yeah, it's really great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you're working on this documentary now. Is it also funded um, through uh, the government as well in the Netherlands? Uh, not yet, but hopefully it will be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So what is the process to do that? Like are, you're just like putting together a pitch right now and then. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So we have to, I have to find a producer uh, to work with me and um, I, yeah, basically I have to write a plan and convince the the fund to, to, to invest in the film. Yeah. Wow. Looking, I'm just curious, like when you think about like your overall career path, is this like essentially like you as a filmmaker, is this kind of what you are doing now is like what you want to do or is there like an ultimate goal? Like you're also teaching or like, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like, um, I feel like I'm slowly working myself up to maybe a feature animated film, but uh-huh. it's, it, it feels very daunting, you know? <laughs> it feels hey, you're like already I, directing I, shorter things. That's how all directors get started. So yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But I mean, that, that would be, that would be the dream, I think, of, uh, of telling very authentic stories that I haven't seen before. And, and, and yeah. Do you think you'll, if say you direct a feature, do you think you'd be able to stay in the Netherlands to do that? So I always had like, I always had dreams to not stay in the Netherlands and then to move to, I don't know, the United States or Canada or whatever uh, and work there. But um, I don't know, like, I feel like we have it pretty good here with like the fund, you know, <laughs> like I feel like just if you have a good enough idea, you have a producer, you have like people around you to 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 work with, uh, you can just get like money to to make that film and i feel like that's such a a wonderful system (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, for sure i mean we have um the uh we have like the uh film board in canada here the nfb which we does that as well but they don't just let you make whatever like you have to like pitch an idea it has to Mm -hmm. be like relevant or technology technologically you know different or something i don't think they have that too much in the u.s but there's a lot of european countries that have that as well too i just talked to um, some people in Portugal that have funding from the government too. Yeah, so absolutely. Okay, yeah. super interesting. Yeah, that, I think that's like how many other people in the Netherlands do you, are kind of taking this path of like being, you know, independent filmmakers who are telling like, you know, authentic stories like this. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like what this film has done for me is that it also introduced me to all of these people. Yeah. (laughs) You're part of the club now. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So I'm meeting these people, you know, like, uh, and and it's really nice to see how to also learn from their journey. And, um, you know, like I, I have people telling very authentic stories about, um, about their experiences uh, of thinking about motherhood and uh, other people that are making films about, uh, uh, Colombia and their experiences there uh, and then moving to the Netherlands so it, it feels very um it feels really nice to be part of the of those people uh, who are also using animation to you know look within themselves and, and tell very introspective and honest stories um nice. yeah they inspire me and hopefully I inspire them as well yeah, yeah. 
I really like your journey as you kind of like you wanted to tell stories, you got into animation, you had like a self-realization moment, and then you produced something amazing. And now you're on the path to make more. I think that's great. Looking back, you know, what was the most challenging part of this journey for you? Because, you know, telling it in 20 minutes sounds super easy, but like, mm -hmm. you know, you're going through an emotional roller coaster, I'm sure, or mm -hmm. like even financial distress and like, you know, support of family and friend friends and whatnot. So like, what was the most challenging thing to get you to this point here today? Even just like, it might just be like sticking with the vision. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think we had a lot of... Um, yeah, hardships. I mean, I f we 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 were we started working. We went into production in the uh, with the film in 2020. Uh, we had like a studio. Uh, it was really nice to uh, be in the studio together. We had an intern. We had lunch together every day. It was really like a cozy place. And then uh, we had to leave the studio in March of 2020 when coronavirus <laughs> happened. Right. So um, that then we. I mean, it was nice that we could continue working. That's the really, that's the benefit of, of animation. Um, but um, trying to recreate that on like Zoom calls and Discord and stuff like that, it's it's a bit tricky, you know, like you you wake up and then you go to your computer and then, and then you turn on Discord and then you have those calls of like, hey, so how was your morning? And then it's, it's, it's just, it's different. So we try to listen to a lot of podcasts and still have like a nice sort of like uh, cozy feeling, but uh it's not the same as being together in the space. Um, and of course, in 2020, we also had like the murder of George Floyd, which was also a, a very, um, yeah, a tragic happening, which, which in, yeah, influenced the whole production as well. And um, in those cases, it was also very nice that we had each other to help us help each other through that. Um, but yeah, that was, that was definitely like a really painful uh, moment where it was very difficult, you know, to, want to humanize a police officer and and look at the world through his his perspective so those were definitely like i think the most difficult parts yeah for sure yeah 100 yeah i for anybody that's seen the film like that makes total sense it would be super difficult to produce something while world events that are extremely relevant to what you're producing are happening yeah. and seeing the response to those world events and then were you kind of afraid at some points of like you know how people would take you humanizing a police officer uh yeah yeah i mean i think as we were making the film we um we felt especially during those months it it, it felt like we were almost being too nice for the police officer you know like mm -hmm. like we, we we are not the film never um um sort of like punishes the police officer for his deeds um which was a very deliberate choice because we wanted to leave that up to the viewer of how they perceive the story and how they, how their maybe, maybe how their implicit biases affect how they interpret the story. But um, yeah, I don't know. There were definitely parts where we, we thought about changing the ending, you know, of like, Hey, what if we um, put him, put him behind bars at the end? Or, or what if we have a little bit of poetic justice at the end? Um but uh, but it just didn't feel true to the story. It it didn't feel. It felt a, a bit more like a reaction to what we saw happening in real life, as opposed to will this really be the best way to tell the story? Yeah. Wow. I'm wondering. You know, for other people who are listening to this and want to produce their own films and their own stories, you know, 
from your experience on this, what would you say were maybe the three biggest factors to creating this success as a film? And it could be mm -hmm. like, you know, the arts, the art is amazing. The story is amazing. The people you work with is amazing or the topic is relevant. Or what yeah. would you say were the kind of three biggest things that contributed to your short film being the success it is? Um, yeah, it's a great question. Um, first of all, I think the team, uh, this film would not have been anything without the team. So I think it's really important to surround yourself with the right people, uh, people that also have this, have the same feeling for the story. Uh, did you pitch really... the story to all the animators and everybody yeah. before and, and like kind of see the vibe that came off it? Absolutely. Did yes. you turn people away because they didn't really connect with what you're doing? Um, I don't think it happened. I don't think that happens, uh, as far as I know. Maybe yeah. I did, like subconsciously or something. <laughs> yeah. But uh, everyone, everyone I approached, uh, uh, yeah, was was very excited about wanting to tell the story. Nice. Um, but I think you know, like it's it's so nice to um, to have that back and forth, you know, and and trust your people. Um, so we, I don't know. We 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 tried to create this space where we didn't want to create a very. Um, a clear hierarchy so I had an intern that I also gave so much freedom to also come up with like narratively uh, have an influence and, and also in terms of like coming up coming up with solutions as opposed to me as a director wanting to fix everything so um, that made it so much more fun to also work on a project you know so yeah. my intern had like so many great ideas that are that are in the film and uh, yeah the film would not have been the same without without him um, so yeah, surrounding yourself with, with the right people is is crucial, I think, and trusting them. Um, another thing is, uh, I think, um, keeping things close, I feel, is, also, is often also, it really helps us, um, you know, basing things on your own experiences or the experience of, of people around you. I think um, it, it makes for a very authentic experience, I feel. Um, so it, it makes it almost feel important yeah, it feels important that you're what you're telling. And um, it also makes it easier for other people to connect to your characters or connect to the world that you're creating or um, connect to the whole film. So that was also a really big uh, thing that we that we that I thought was important. Um, and a third one. Um, <laughs> this is such a good question. Uh, it can just be top two. That's <laughs> I mean, you know, a yeah. great team that you trust and uh, something that feels very authentic to the story of who you are and what you're telling that that already sounds great <laughs> yeah yeah oh maybe maybe the third one would be being flexible i think i feel yeah. like um like i said before like i feel animation is fairly or can be the, the pipeline can be fairly rigid uh so once you start production you 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 start production and you start animating but um in i don't know i we had certain we gave certain shots away to specific animators uh, specific lead animators and they did a really terrific job but we also throughout the process learned that perhaps there were some some animators that were better at very subtle expressions and there were other animators that were better at really big movements so in the beginning we didn't really know that and 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 we sort of like just grouped all of the animators together being like okay you guys are just great animators we want to work with you but over the time we we realized like okay you're really good at animating hands so there was one animator who we just gave all of the hand shots to basically so uh all of the hand shots you you see one animator you know 
So, the anime is probably uh, like another hand shot. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so good at this, but yes. like <laughs> <laughs> another nail, another ring. Yeah. Um, but uh, so so we adapted, you know, and we we we. It, it's important to if you have a plan in mind of, yeah. to yeah. to sticking to it sometimes, but also seeing like maybe it's also better if you you as a group, you as a team, you as a director adapt to yeah what what is happening. I mean that makes a lot of sense to me. I I think uh I think you hit it on the head 100%, you know, trusting a team, uh creating something that is really authentic to who you are because, you know, audiences connect with those things rather than just like made up stuff for the sake of making it up. And like being flexible with the team you're working with and the story you're telling. I think that's I think that's great. I'm wondering, you know, is there is there anything that we didn't touch on maybe as we're wrapping up or or that you wanted to share for people listening that we didn't really talk about yet? um that's a good question um <laughs> maybe somebody else who's going through and creating a short film and wants to really tell like an authentic story and they and uh maybe they're in the middle of it right now yeah yeah um i think um hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um i mean it animation is like we we it's such a beautiful medium, right? It's such a beautiful way to 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 tell a story, and um, I feel like everything comes together in animation. Uh, like you have to think about so many things. You have to think about, uh, you know, the 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 colors and 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 the shapes and and how things move and and um and all these principles that are attached to it as well. Um, but I think um, uh, knowing or thinking very deeply about um but also maybe trying to capture like or thinking about why things move the way they do or um thinking about how also things um things are assembled uh cuz like i said i really like editing and i really like thinking about puzzling things together i i feel like um if you trust the story if you trust the process if you trust like what you're doing and thinking about all of these movements that uh that you don't know if they're going to come together. I feel like trust yourself, trust your vision and trust the story. And and I don't know. Thing with animation is like, often as you're doing it, it feels like you're never going to finish. <laughs> it feels like an endless yeah. process. But until it until it's there, uh, until it's until everything magically comes together and yeah. you you press play and, and you've created a movement, you, you've created motion, you've created your character so yeah like there's a reason you're doing this in the first place like trust your instincts and in the process and and uh you'll look back and be like oh it all it all came together exactly yeah yeah there have been sense. shots where i was like yeah this, this is never going to be finished and uh and now i'm really proud of those shots that that are yeah Amazing. Yeah. Well, Jonathan, we've talked about, you know, where you came from, your journey, producing this film, what you're doing next. Is there anything else you wanted to share at all? So we're wrapping um, up. No, I think uh I think I think we had a really nice conversation. Yeah. Right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been lovely to chat. I mean, I'm so happy I got to see your film and you know, pick your brain on how you produced it and the whole process and everything. And I think it's that's really cool. So thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me, Zary. Of course. And if you're listening and you want to get in touch with Jonathan or watch his film or the process of it or just follow him, you can do so by checking out his Instagram. And I'll include uh, his personal Instagram and the nice in here Instagram in the description of this chat. So please go check them out. 
And that's all for now. Thank you so much for listening. Okay, bye. The music for this podcast was composed by Will Farmer and the graphics by Daniel Abensauer. I encourage you to look them up if you enjoyed their work. Thank you.